I'm April Cummings with your latest news. Today's COVID results, five positives in total, two travelers, three cases related to the incidents at local primary schools. Prospect Primary has one additional positive child from the same year six class as the previous screenings. Georgetown Primary has one parent of a previous case and one additional child tested at exit from quarantine. Both have been retained in quarantine. All the children who have tested positive are doing well. Chief Nursing Officer Dr. Hazel Brown today also provided an update on the hospitalized COVID patient. She says the patient is continuing to improve. The islands are now at 78% of the estimated population having had one dose of a COVID vaccine, 73% both doses, and 63 people have had a third or booster dose, which is reserved for the most vulnerable. Dr. Brown says more vaccines are on the way. With the anticipated arrival of a shipment of vaccine this weekend, we expect to expand the booster delivery from mid-October. This, of course, is dependent on the vaccine arriving in good condition, and it will be posted with a schedule on the HSA and government websites and various social media channels. She says the vaccination program will be moving to the Lions Center next week. Georgetown Primary will continue to offer online classes this week and will reopen for face-to-face classes on Monday for all students and staff who have been cleared by public health. Education Minister, the Honorable Juliana O'Connor Conley. This will facilitate any reorganization that may be needed to occur at the said school prior to the resumption of the face-to-face classes and allow staff and families the opportunity to tend to personal matters before the said school reopens. Minister O'Connor Conley also thanked parents and teachers for their role during the school's closure. The school will be moving to the mandatory health and safety protocols outlined in the ministry's COVID-19 guidance for educational institutions. You can find that online at exploregov.ky forward slash coronavirus dash education. A reminder from police that the new COVID-19 regulations will affect public gatherings. Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Sollins has more. No person shall hold a public meeting, procession, or parade unless permitted by regulations. Where persons are gathering in a public place to engage in an activity, current regulations allow for the following situations. Indoor gatherings of no more than 100 persons and outdoor gatherings of no more than 250 persons. Every person in a public place shall maintain a distance of at least six feet from another person, not of the same household. All persons who are indoors a public place must also wear a mask or cloth face covering if unable to maintain a distance of at least six feet from other persons. Bars and restaurants may offer both indoor and or outdoor service, the owner-operator meeting the following requirements. Tables must be at least six feet apart, people from different households may be seated at the same table together, and servers in front of house staff must wear masks or cloth face coverings while serving customers. If customers need to move around a restaurant or bar, a mask or cloth face covering must be worn if unable to maintain a distance of at least six feet from other customers. A person found guilty of an offense or owner or operator of a restaurant or bar who commits an offense is liable on conviction to a fine of up to $10,000 and or imprisonment of up to two years. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Sollins. To see the full control and management of COVID-19 regulations 2021, visit exploregov.ky.
Police arrest a 26-year-old West Bay man today, a suspect in the attempted murder of a 23-year-old shot on Reverend Blackman Road in West Bay on September 10th. Following the arrest, police carried out two simultaneous search operations at addresses that were linked to the individual. He remains in police custody pending further investigation. This is the second arrest in connection to the shooting on Tuesday. On Tuesday, September 14th, police arrested another West Bay man, a 20-year-old, who was later released on bail. The Cayman Islands government has committed seed funding of $25 million U.S. for a 10-year period to the Commonwealth Climate Fund. CIGTV's Simon Boxall has more. Government's commitment of seed capital served as a catalyst for the establishment of the Commonwealth Climate Growth Fund Cayman LP, which will be based in the Cayman Islands and is sponsored by the Commonwealth Enterprise and Investment Council. Making the announcement, Minister for Investment Andre Ebanks explained the new fund will focus on business and technologies that deliver climate mitigation and adaptation throughout the 54 member countries of the Commonwealth, including the Cayman Islands. The world's unable to finance blue and green projects to adequately fight climate change on just the public purse. We need private capital. Cayman has mastered pooling private capital. So the fund will also be aided by EY Cayman as its auditor, as Maples and Calder as its attorneys, and its fund administrator will be Harmonic. Minister Ebanks explained how the fund's financing will work and how it will benefit the Cayman Islands. U.S. 25 million sounds like a very big number because it is a big number particularly in current economic climate. But I'd like the, the viewers to understand, particularly our local populace, to understand how prudent the government is being. $25 million is not a check that's being written today. It is telling the fund we are prepared to put our money where our mouth is and make a commitment to you. The life of the fund would probably be about eight to 10 years. So put forward that commitment, the fund then turns to other local private investors in Cayman, what say you? And they seek to try to raise at least 200 million locally. If they amass that amount of money, they will place that with an international bank and try to get the fund to raise internationally up to 750 million. So the Cayman Islands money does not get touched until the fund reaches at least 750 million. Once it does, then the fund over the life of its years, every time it needs capital for a project, will call from the Cayman Islands to draw down from our 25 million. So it goes out in portion. Watch the rest of our in-depth conversation with Minister for Investment, Andre Ebanks, about the Cayman Islands' role in the global fight against climate change. You can find that on CIGTV's YouTube channel. Cabinet held two meetings last week, continuing to fill board positions and address Cayman's COVID-19 protection measures. More from Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller. As usual, Cabinet met on a Tuesday, September 21st this time, with the meeting chaired by the governor and attended by ministers and top civil servants. At this meeting, Cabinet approved the financial amendment regulations and the procurement amendment regulations, along with the submission of the procurement amendment bill to the House of Parliament. It approved the appointment of Marsha Patricia Ann Smith as chair and Peter Huber as the deputy of the National Pensions Board, in addition to several applications for appointment as notaries public. Cabinet has placed Maxine Bond-Robinson as the chair of the Work Permit Board with Robert Whitaker serving as deputy. Dr. Steve McField will now chair the Caymanian Status and Permanent Residency Board with Magdalene Robinson-Clark as the deputy. Temple Tatum is the chair and Audley Scott is the deputy chair of the Cayman Bracken Little Cayman Immigration Board. Cabinet also approved the tabling of the Immigration Transition Amendment Bill and the Customs and Border Control Amendment Bill in Parliament, which will be dealt with on Monday. The group gave the green light for the control of COVID-19 number three regulations as well. Then they held a special cabinet meeting on Thursday, the 23rd, where they approved the control and management of COVID-19 
regulations. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Carsley Fuller. Restaurant Month returns this October to celebrate Cayman's culinary community. This is a great opportunity for both the restaurants and foodies alike to come together. Restaurants are in dire need at this moment in time due to the closure of the borders and and having no tourism. So they've been relying 100% on locals to come and and sit in the seats and eat the food and and have the delicious meals that they all serve up. So we're really pleased to bring uh, the Cayman Islands Tourism Association Restaurant Month 2021 for the whole month of October. More than 30 restaurants across Grand Cayman will be participating this time around. Executive Director of the Cayman Islands Tourism Association, Jay Earhart, tells Radio Cayman News that throughout the month, participating restaurants will be offering special deals, including three-course fixed price menus at price points of $15, $20, and $25 per person for lunch, and $25, $35, and $45 per person for dinner. In addition, a new website, restaurantmonth.ky, has been launched to provide diners with easy access to the full list of participating food venues. The Department of Environment's turtle team came across a rare find when excavating a nest Tuesday, three rare leucistic loggerhead hatchlings. Leucism is a genetic condition that causes reduced pigmentation. Often, leucistic hatchlings have other malformations, which means they don't reach the final stages of development. But the DOE team reports that these hatchlings were healthy and strong. They were released along with others found left behind in the nest. That is your latest local news from Radio Cayman's newsroom. I'm April Cummings.